He almost died. You have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs, and the fibula in the right leg is fractured too. And as soon as the roads open, I'll take you to a hospital. In the meantime, you've got a lot of recovering to do. There is nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Well, everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novels. You must be a good man. You could never have created such a wondrous, loving creature as Misery Chastain. Very kind. The presumption must now be that Paul Sheldon is dead. You dirty bird. How could you? Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery Spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! You don't think he's dead, do you? And don't even think about anybody coming for you, because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. I know you've been out. Is this what you're looking for? Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Annie. Whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. Any regards. Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. God, I love you. God, I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Man, watching like I love watching trailers. All right, so hold on, I'm gonna turn our headsets up because we turned that down. There you go. How's Can you that? hear me? How's that sound? Yeah. Yeah. So, watching certain trailers. Okay, so we're covering uh, Misery today. Yes. Uh, for this bonus episode, watching some trailers, like it's amazing how much some trailers just. I feel like we talked about this on another bonus episode, like. Modern trailers don't do what we just watched. Yeah, they don't have like that sort of... It's just the movie. Right. <laughs> it's just scenes from the movie. Right. Nowadays, it's all epic music and... Yeah. I don't feel like modern trailers are as telling of what you're going to see. Yeah. As opposed to from... This was made in 90. 1990. Yep. Neither of us were born. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, a Stephen King adaptation, correct? Which uh, I hadn't seen a lot of Stephen King adaptations even prior to this. I haven't seen a lot. I've seen The Shining. The Shining is like the go-to example. I feel like yeah. And a lot of people, yourself included, would be like, "It's not even a yeah. valid one." <laughs> I could go on and on about how much because we're st- uh, we're talking about Stanley Kubrick's. There's a yeah. there's a mini series that Stephen King. Yeah, which made, I have not seen. And I don't ever want to see because unlike you, I love Jack Nicholson oh, and yeah. Stanley Kubrick. I too love Jack Nicholson. I don't think And we will cover it at some point. Yeah, yeah. We will cover the shining, Stanley Kubrick's yeah, the shining. Then I'll go into depth about why I 
have a gripe with it. Yeah. But yeah, of course you can't beat Jack Nicholson. No. He's great. But just like, had I not read the book, maybe I would have been more satisfied. Yeah. You read the book. I don't. I don't read. <laughs> uh, I can read. I just don't like to read. I fall asleep. Uh, Fun fact. I will literally get one chapter and I start like. Get an audio book. <laughs> oh, well, I, I used to do that weird thing where I would have the book in front of me and then I would have the audio book no, playing. No, I do that. Like, and, I still do that. But a lot of people don't, like, are like, why do you do that? It's Well, it's sort of like I can follow the words. I can literally follow along yeah. the words. But then some people are like, that's sort of stupid. No. <laughs> it's counterintuitive. I, I do that because, like, I do that thing where, like, your eyes go faster than your brain can comprehend. So the audiobook kind of makes you, forces yes. you to slow the fuck down? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I need that sort of, like, audio-visual like visual being the words, audio being the book. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like get me through it. And to and to fully grasp yeah. what's going on. Because if I just listen to an audiobook, sort of like a podcast, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I will like a podcast is one thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna dedicate myself to a book, I feel like I wanna fully grasp the book. Yeah. And if I just listen, I'm not gonna fully grasp what's going on. Correct. Like I need the visual to like grasp like you said but i need the audio to reinforce it yeah yeah but i actually have not read the book misery yeah the, the yeah uh i haven't either um weirdly enough the one stephen king novel i really got into and, and started getting heavily like into the book itself like far along pages wise was um that 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 book he made about time traveling back to Stephen, uh, Stephen King, to JFK's assassination, mm. 11 is what it's called. Uh, and they turned that into a, into a miniseries with James Franco. Oh, I have not heard of it, nor have I seen it. But. I think it's called 11 the day he was assassinated. Yeah. And it's he goes back in time to try to stop it. Interesting. It was really good, like the, like the lead up to it and everything. And I love time travel, obviously yeah. Terminator. Like I love... Like, I love a good time travel story. Me um, too. And this was a really good one. Like, how he finds the time portal in this little diner and shit. Mm. It's just like, it's it was really good. And I, I was surprised at how I, how far I was getting into it. But it's those rare exceptions, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I tried to read The Shining book, and I couldn't get into it for some reason. Well, I... Maybe it's because... I don't mean to keep cutting off. Maybe it's because I saw the... I'm so attached to the movie. Mm -hmm. And now I'm reading the book. And the book is sort of it, like it even starts off kind of differently. Oh yeah. And so I'm like getting mixed feelings. I'm going, this is not Jack Nicholson. This is not you know. Yeah, it starts off like at their house, I think. But um, I'm one of the odd people who I like. I like to watch the movie then read the book, just because like when another thing like sometimes I can't get invested in the books because I can't see it in my head. Like, if I can't get a good picture of what's going on in my head, of, like, what's playing out, then I drop it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I can see Jack Nicholson. I can see, um, oh, what's her name? Shelley Duvall. Yes, yes, yes. I always remember Shelley, but I never remember her last name. Um, also known as uh, Olive Oil from Popeye with Robin Williams. Yeah. She was in that movie. Yeah. Perfect, because of how, like, stringy and noodly she is. Yeah, lanky. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see her playing the characters. Like, or, like, them playing the characters. So, like, I could get a better vision of it in my head. And so, like, when there are things, like, outside of the realm of the movie, I could still see it. And 
if anything, I think like it gets me more like encapsulated. Yeah. And I had to read the book for a project when I was in school, high school. Cause it was like we had a list of books that we had to do like a report on and that was one of the books on the list. And I was like, huh. Because like there were some other like, yeah, like 1984 or uh, Animal Farm <laughs> or like whatever. And you could pick The Shining? Yeah. Wow. Could. Yeah. Those and, were like important movie or novels. I can't imagine The Shining being considered important. Uh, <coughs> well, there were like other like stupid ones on there. Captain but. Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was like, huh, maybe just because like Stephen King being like notable. Oh, yeah. And like I felt like of like the quote unquote important novels like I just didn't want or like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Or, like I just didn't want to. Been there, done that. Yeah. Arguably the most, uh, arguably the biggest writer of all time. Yes. At least modern. Yes. Stephen King. Yes. Arguably. Yes. And especially in terms of horror, like that's all you can think of for me personally. Well, yeah, he's definitely in the horror genre. The most popular. Mm -hmm. But I think just in terms of writers, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, like you can toss J.K. Rowling in there. You can toss, who else? (laughs) (laughs) Who else are some big, uh, uh, who's the guy that writes all those like, Oh, Tom Clancy. Robert Pattinson, maybe. Ro- Robert Pattinson. That's the actor. Oh. Robert Pattinson from Twilight. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Shit, no. Who are you thinking um, of? Uh, James Patterson. James Patterson. Yeah, the the, the mystery guy. Tom Clancy, all those yeah, like Rainbow yeah. Six. Yeah. Also, he's the voice yeah, of Mr. Krabs. Yeah, also really weird. <laughs> Anyways, we're we're still covering Misery. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we're still a podcast. But we're, uh, we're just going off on, you know, because uh, we want to make sure that yeah, you know, we cover all bases here, and so we're just giving a little touch on Stephen King. But I don't. Before we get too far, but still yeah. going back to misery, um, I would want to read this book. Yeah, I would. I would like to see because part of me is also like because when you read the book, then watch the movie, and I know it was true for like people who saw like Harry Potter or like The Hunger Games or stuff like that, like big, big books that turn into big movies. Um, they're like a more of a disappointment when you go from book to movie. Although both of those I think were really appreciated. Yeah. Those two examples, like the Harry Potter movies, I'm pretty sure like the the diehard Potterheads were like this is actually really good. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, for the most Sa- part. And same with the Hunger Games. I feel like the Hunger Games could have been rated R. Yeah. And it would have been better, but whatever. Yeah, I think so too. But what well, it, it couldn't apply like appeal to the teen audience that it was going out for. That was the case, but but I understand what you're saying. Most of the time, the the yeah. movie adaptations are just Percy Jackson. I know was a big one. Big disappointments. I know Percy Jackson was a big big disappointment. Yeah. Um. But when you go from the movie to the book, I feel like you can get like a more like appreciation from it because like you know there's going to be more detail. Correct. Yeah, you're going to get more detail, more typically backstory, all that shit. Yeah, you know there's just going to be more versus like going from more to less. Yes. So, so I want to read the, this book. See what you introduced me to Misery. I always wanted to watch it, but it was just one of those ones I never got around to sitting down and watching. And um, I'm really happy that you suggested it because it is so. Okay, so I'm trying to re- like go through my head of all the Stephen King movies I've ever seen because I've seen The Shining, I've seen Secret Window with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, seen like the big ones like It? 
I've seen or Pet Cemetery. I saw the Tim Curry one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and it was awful to me. It was terrible. And I have the new one, mm-hmm. uh, the the more recent one. I have it on Blu-ray. Just haven't watched it. We should probably do that at some point. I saw part one of the Tim Curry one. Okay, and it was terrible, right? It's really it's really bad. Granted, I don't remember anything. It's shit. Probably for the best. Then. One because it's on TV. It was on like CBS. Yes, yes it was. It's terrible. Like, why would you do that? But no um, fault to Tim Curry. No, yeah, Tim Curry was creepy. Uh, but it, I never got into. I'm trying to think. I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, which is oh, Stephen King. You haven't seen that. The Green Mile, which is Stephen King. You haven't King. seen that. Oh my god. Um, Green Mile is a long movie though. That you have to dedicate yourself to that well, one. It's Tom Hanks, so I'm I'm on board. Um, oh my god, we're watching that tonight. <laughs> What else? What else? What else has he done? I said Pet Cemetery. I've seen that one. No, I haven't seen that. I'm more so going for the horror ones. Parts of Carrie I've seen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Carrie. Uh, Christine. I haven't seen the car one. I started Christine, and then I'm like, I'm watching a movie about a car, and then I stopped. <laughs> um, I do think The Shining is my all-time favorite. Uh, Secret Window is actually criminally, <laughs> criminally underrated. So... It's, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. I haven't seen a lot of Stephen King stuff. Which is a shame. It is. But uh, I can definitely say Misery is now one of my all-time favorites. Hmm. Probably it goes The Shining, Misery, Secret Window. I have not seen Secret Window, so I cannot. It's a kind of underrated one. And th- and, and that's one of the ones that comes from, like, a, he made a book of just, like, short stories. Mm-hmm. One of those collections of short stories. Yeah. That's It got turned into a movie. Yeah. But, um... Right out of the gate, one of my favorite things about Misery has nothing to do with the movie itself. Mm-hmm. It's the poster. <laughs> do you know what the poster looks like? Yeah, it's the house abandoned. I love the poster. I like the I'm, big red words. Misery. I'm a big poster guy. Like I love a good poster on canvas. Mm. Ooh, that's <laughs> sexy. So I have ter- uh, Terminator One and Two both on canvas. I could see myself like in a movie room. Yes. Oh my god! I've always a, wanted to have a movie room. Having a big poster of Misery on oh my the wall. God. No, I've always wanted to have a movie room. Like, you know, like the big posters, like they have at Universal. Yeah, something yes. like that. Like framed or so- uh-huh. something, you know, whether it's uh-huh. canvas or whether it's just behind glass, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I would want misery on that wall because that poster is just, I love how misery is bright red mm-hmm. and then everything else is like blue, white. Yeah. With the, with the house just kind of. Alone house in the snow. Alone house in the snow. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal poster. Um, I agree. So that's one of my all-time favorite things and has nothing to do with the movie itself. But posters, I think, are very important. And Oh, yeah. It's it's one of my fight. Just even before watching the movie, I knew about that poster. And I was like, yeah, that's a sexy poster. <laughs> Whoever designed that, props. Mm-hmm. But because um, it, 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 it kind of gives me that old school vibe where they would draw the posters, you know? Like mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, yes, they yes, drew yes, yes, Star yes. Wars, they drew. Yes, yes, yes. It has that like drawn vibe to it. Yes. I really, really dig it. Yes. Um, so before I get into my thoughts, you're the one who introduced me to it. So what are your general thoughts on Misery? I mean, this is one of my go-to Stephen King movies just because I feel like, yes, it's a part of like the horror genre, but just the suspense. Like... I felt like why I even introduced this one to you in the first place, like why I didn't say like, hey, let's watch Carrie. Like, it's just, I feel like 
I'm really big on like stories that take place in seldom locations. Me too. Yes. Yes. One location movies. Yes. And like there's most of the movie takes place in this one room, this one bedroom. And whenever he gets a chance to go out and explore, it's for a reason. Like he finds something and I just like you get that like the fear comes from like the isolation mm-hmm. and just like I feel like it hits harder than like Cabin in the Woods type feel because like most of the movie takes place during daylight. True. And it, you get like claustrophobic and like the feeling like he is like bed bound for most of the movie. I just like that's terrifying yeah and then you have like people thinking he's dead i just felt like this was a movie that i thought you would appreciate Uh, yeah well uh i think i always knew it was one location for the most part and i really love one location movies so there's like a couple in my head we watched 127 hours not Mm -hmm. too long ago that that's my all-time favorite one location movie Mm -hmm. Uh, another one we have to watch is with ryan reynolds called buried Mm. where he's buried six uh, feet under the ground in a coffin uh, and you never leave the coffin. Oh my God. Can we watch that one like right after this podcast? Yes, yes. Um, and uh, there's another one. Damn it, I had it on the... Like I was thinking about it before we did it. Buried 127 the hours. <laughs> the room. <laughs> oh, oh, for a joke. Yeah. Um. God, what the hell is it? I'm, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. One location. One location, Eddie. Is it a horror movie? Is it like newer, older? It'll it'll hit me at some point in the podcast, and I'll I'll just randomly jump in. Yeah, or you have to put in the description <laughs> at. That was our phone. That at was eighteen fifty, Eddie was thinking of a movie. This is it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's 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 no camera thing, but I I, I wanted to tie this in before I forget. Uh, the the main performances from James Con. And Kathy mm. Bates, right? So mm-hmm. going into this movie, I had preconceived notions on both of these actors because right. when I think of James Caan, I think of a movie called Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, James Caan plays the biggest shit weasel of all time. <laughs> shit weasel. He is a fucking douchebag. And anytime I saw this guy outside of Eraser, I always thought, man, you're like the perfect villain. Mm-hmm. So when I knew going into misery, he was not going to be the villain. I was like, ah, oh, man, I really hope I don't you know, have a bias. Yeah, like I really hope he can sell this to me in terms of him being the, the good guy. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates, I always thought of Titanic. Titanic? Kathy Bates is Molly Brown to me. Titanic? On Yeah. I know, but like of all the things she's been and you think of Titanic? Titanic? The biggest movie of all time? Yes. Yeah, but she has such a. It's a small role. Small, like but she made I such. I never an, recognized her. She made such an impact. Um, I guess so. And she was the good guy in that movie. But so like, now I can't think of what show she was on, like the sitcom she was on. Oh yeah, she's been on. She's been on. I'm pretty sure she was in a season of American Horror Story. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm thinking of like a big sitcom that she was on, uh, where she was like the star of it. Um, but but going into this, I was like, man, I think of her as the the good person. Now can she play the villain? And Both of them 180'd me completely because I bought James Caan as the good guy and I bought Kathy Bates as the bad guy. The thing is, like, Girl. yeah. Well, why I really, like, I have a strong appreciation for this movie, these actors, is that, like, there are, like, it's very hard to make 
especially a movie like this where the characters are so strong in who they are for make me for making me like believe that they are who they are and like um we'll take 127 hours like it was really hard for me to see to not see James Franco like the whole movie I just like granted great movie no doubt on it but the whole time I was like oh that's James Franco but I really bought like James Conn like oh he's the like I really thought like you really could buy that he's an author like that he just is who he is in the movie you can well, really believe that Kathy Bates is that deranged sort of you know well I, she is. I the reason I feel like you feel that way is because James Conn and Kathy Bates are not necessarily people you see outside of movies and and you know what I mean yeah you've seen I'm sure you've seen James Franco oh, yeah. in the news in the tabloids yeah on social media so you have yeah. more of a you think of James Franco as the guy yeah. and now you're watching a movie with James Franco and you're like oh all I see is James Franco but granted when we were watching Gilbert Grape not that long ago I bought Leo as Arnie well yeah there's always there's always those those different examples where it's like even as popular as they are Mm-hmm. They yeah, and Arnie Grape is one of those prime examples where Leo disappears and all you see is Arnie. Yes, yeah. like I could, I can't see him outside of being Arnie like yeah. in that moment. But this is just it adds to the believability because you don't feel like you're watching actors. Yes, it adds to like the horror element because you're like you subconsciously feel like these are like real people like yeah. in this scenario, and the believability. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's why I appreciate this movie a lot yeah was it as i don't know what i thought in terms of blood and violence it wasn't as bloody and violent as i thought it was going to be no and the thing is like you don't necessarily need blood and gore to be scary but i like when like granted i have a big bloodlust so like um movies that do have tremendous amounts of bloodshed yeah i (laughs) eat that shit for breakfast and you eat shit for breakfast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, but like movies that use it more like selectively, like when she hobbles him. Oh yeah. Kathy well, I mean, I, I'm pretty spoiler. sure that's the only real kind of, and then right. in, and then the end. But right when uh she gets shot or whatever and, and bashes her head with the yeah statue. Yeah, but like the scene when she hobbles him, Oof. that. It just hits. Like, you feel <laughs> that. <laughs> no, the, that, like, makes me cringe. It, it, yeah, it made me, too. And I'm surprised that they, because they kind of censored it. Like, you see the one foot kind of get hit, and then mm-hmm. you don't see the second one. They don't show the second one, I'm pretty sure. I can't think off the top I'm of my head. I'm pretty sure you I... only see, and I'm all about more leaving it to your imagination. Mm-hmm. So it didn't bother me necessarily, but. As long as you saw one. As long as I saw that one foot, yeah. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was messed up, and I think the way like so obviously we're gonna be all over the place. We'll we'll jump into the the end and then we'll go back to the beginning. But oh, right. I think uh, showing like doing it that way, I think is worse. Where you put a piece of wood between his two feet and then uh, do it from the side uh-huh. versus just keeping his feet there and then like smashing them, uh-huh. like coming down on them. Yeah, I feel like doing it from the side is worse. <laughs> <laughs> Not like. Yes, the act of doing it is like terrifying and just like cringe inducing, but like with 
her as a character, you have to think, where did she get that wood slab from? And like, she must have like thought this premeditatively. And it just adds to her like just being so fucked. Oh, yeah. Like as a character. And she's just so like her bipolarness. Oh, my God. The un, like, before you play that. Yeah, yeah. Um, her character being bipolar is also something that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Like, in a character, especially in a horror movie. Because, like, it's just known that, like, human brain, like, we like consistency. So it's kind of like whenever you hear, like, a tapping that's not, like, in a rhythm, like we get, you know, we don't like it. Mm-hmm. We don't like it. We don't like the unpredictability. Mm-hmm. So like if there was like a, like if there was a constant like beat tapping versus like a sporadic, we don't like the sporadic, which is also why like things like the uh, Chinese water torture with the drop on your forehead mm-hmm. is why it's so torturous because it's unpredictable. So with going back to her being like, you never know whenever she walks in the room what she will be. Mm-hmm. Whether she's going to say, like, good morning, my love. Like, what would you like to, like, here's your breakfast. Like, write anything good today. Or she'll come in and say, you're dead tomorrow. I'm going to kill myself now. Mm-hmm. That's so, so good. Yeah. So fucking good. And she does it so well. There is definitely something creepy about it. Uh, and we'll talk more about it, but here's the here's the hobbling scene. You've been out of your room. No, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin in the study always faces due south. Huh? Moonlight Sonata. That's the song thing. Uh. Ceramic penguin. Is this what you're looking for? I know you've been out twice, Paul. First, I couldn't figure out how you did it. But last night, I found your key. I know I left my scrapbook out. I can imagine what you might be thinking of me. But you see, Paul, it's all okay. Last night, it came so clear. I realize you just need more time. Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Paul, do you know about the early days at the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. That would be like junking your Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working. But they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling. Second foot. God, I love you. 
So, uh, one, James Conn just sells like pain. Oh, yeah. His you know, face like, like is God so damn, look at that red. shit. Look at that. Like, I really believe that he had his foot <laughs> hobbled. hobbled. Um, and so then, good. And then, I, but as I was watching it, I was like, man, like, if I found my favorite, whatever, if I found like James Cameron on the <laughs> side of the road, like, granted, I don't have a mental disease, but I wouldn't fucking hobble him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do nothing but praise the guy. Yeah, man. Why, why, why would you hurt someone you love? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's the whole one of the reasons of the whole thing. Yeah, it's so, man, her performance in the whole movie, just like with every word she speaks in that just monotone voice. And yeah. You could just see it. Her, her face is blank. Like she just feels nothing. How would you feel uh, if to next year they announced that uh, they're doing a uh, origin story? Oh, I'd kill myself. Like the origin of Annie oh. coming next year. I would blow my brains out. <laughs> I would personally take the statue and smash my own my own head in. <laughs> Ugh, I fucking hate when they do that. Like oh, Doctor Sleep. I've also seen. Oh yeah, I've seen Doctor Sleep. That was, I really like Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep's at the bottom of my list. That's on the bottom of your list? Yeah. I really enjoyed Dr. Sleep. I did not. No? I did not for one second believe it was like a shining... Sequel. Sequel. <laughs> or even a part of the same universe for that matter. It got weird. It definitely got weird with like the superpowers and everything. Yeah. I don't remember a single damn thing from the movie. <laughs> you don't remember Obi-Wan Kenobi was in it? Was he? I... Ewan McGregor. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I... Pretty sure that's who he plays in Star Wars. I don't know, but you in, got the name right at in, least. In the prequels, right? It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, 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 oh. Prequels. I thought you meant. No, in the, in, in, he's in the prequels. Oh, probably. I don't know. Um. Yeah, no. But, like, I I hate the origin stories. Origin stories or, like. Or, like, how would you feel if there was a misery too? Oh, ew. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, the one exception I could do is the Joker. But, like. In terms of origin stories, like to make the villain have a sad past so you can sympathize for them. Mm -hmm. But take something like Cruella, I can oh, yeah. simply not bring myself to sit there and watch it. Even Emma Stone? Yeah, but Emma Stone. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but is Ryan Gosling in there? Eh. eh but I did say I'd, I, anyways. <laughs> um, misery. Misery. We're still talking about misery. Is it's there anything you didn't like? About misery? I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the, sometimes it felt cheesy. Like sometimes there were scenes that just felt very nineties to me. Um, well, the one thing I felt was really cheesy was how he crashed. Yeah. It was like, that's how he crashes. I felt like, I forget how he, I forget why he crashes the way he crashes, but I don't know. Remember I was telling you about there that, uh, there was this movie I watched with Michael Keaton called Jack Frost mm -hmm. where it's kind of very similar. I, I kind of, and that movie is scary. In terms of that scene, oh yeah, didn't when like before, like in the um, like previews for other movies, it came up, or was it a different snow horror movie? Oh, the, the, uh, Jack Frost. Yeah. No, that would have been something else. I mean, Jack Frost is like a family Christmas movie. Oh, oh. But oh. I'm saying the scene that in in Jack Frost that is scary to me is he's heading back home to see his family, and it's snowing like crazy, and his windshield wipers are going, and then they stop midway through. And he tries to get them to start, and then he just slides off the road. Uh, That's scary to me. Uh, this also, wasn't scary to me. I'm thinking of the, the way one he crashed. Ski trip 
horror movie or whatever. Oh, Frozen? Yeah. You're thinking of Frozen. Yeah, I'm thinking of Frozen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Like, the way he crashes in, in Misery is not scary to me, and I feel like that should have been scary. Yeah. Maybe because it's so mundane. And it's in the daytime, right? Yes. It's daytime. Yes, I'm yes, pretty, yes. I'm pretty sure in the one in with Michael Keaton is at night. Pro- that and that's scarier. What's scary is being an Ohioan and experiencing, like, bad winter storms. Black ice. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I don't know why you got to bring race into this, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> black ice or black eyes? Black ice. <laughs> black ice. <laughs> I got to tell you, there's nothing scarier than being an Ohioan and seeing black ice. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you better cut that. I'm not cutting anything. I'm, the only thing I'm cutting is that phone call you had to take. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, God. Anyways, um, yeah, I like and the 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 extreme close-ups on her face sometimes were cheesy to me. Yeah, like how the camera was so up her nose. <laughs> it was like, uh, can we pull back a little bit? Yeah. Other than that, there was nothing in here. Also, the th- uh, the the sheriff that's looking for him. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, and I don't know why, because it felt fucking too calm, like. Because he's always bickering with his wife. Mm-hmm. It felt too comical, but somehow it worked. Yeah. Like it's dark comedy because we're in such a, it's such a dire situation. And mm-hmm. then it cuts back to this guy looking for him and he's arguing with his wife. <laughs> and he's like, this is why we, uh, like, what does he say? Uh, I, I'm really bad at remembering. There's really good like gold lines in there where he's like, this is why I come to work and I want you to stay at home or something. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll say like. How there's like nothing ever going on in this bumfuck town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, one of the only also scenes... everyone she's clipping her toenails yeah, as it's... she's talking, and I have no idea how you're doing that because I would be afraid of cutting too deep. No, it's because I like I was picking my toenail and I I picked too deep and it hurt. So I'm fixing it. All right. Anyways, continue <laughs> with your thought. It was like when I'm popping your back knee. I just I just like to pick and stuff when we talk. Um. What was I saying? Uh, one of the scenes I didn't like in terms of the cop, but I guess it added to his stupidity, is... Um, stupidity? Well, just He's like... smart. His, well, just like his... Uh, I mean, the stupidity of like whenever he's like in the scenes, like you, like the black comedy. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, is when they're out looking for the car and they just missed it because like... I forget. I think it was like one of the mirrors or a wheel or a tire or something. Like they're right in the spot where the car crashed. And yeah, it's covered in snow. But had they walked like two feet. Oh, well, that's so cool. I love that. Like uh, I love that reveal of he was so close. But he falls through the snow. Yeah. He, he falls and his wife laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that Stuff like that. Just like. That's yeah. so good. Like how the camera just kind of pans down. And it's like, yeah. you were so close. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and another thing I don't, well, I mean, is okay, but definitely not like a movie ruiner is the ending mm-hmm. where like, Grant, yeah, it's PTSD, but like where he sees Kathy Bates. Oh, in- that was chilling for me. Really? I was chilling. Hold on. I want to play that because there's something about it and, and, and I want to figure out what about it is chilling to me. Misery ending. 
yeah, there's definitely something about it that's maybe it's the music. Um, here it is. Hopefully, it's not in foreign language. That's Spanish. Let's see. Please don't be in. Please. I like that he's walking with a cane. I like the detail. Yeah, yeah. Please don't be Spanish. Spanish. God damn it. Spanish. Eh, whatever. We'll play the Spanish. <laughs> you can translate. No, no. Don't, don't play the Spanish. Yeah, don't play the Spanish. I'll play whatever I want. This is my podcast. What? <laughs> You're just the co-host. Isn't the first one not it? Oh, also, I want to see the mist. That's oh, also I Stephen hate King. the mist. Oh my! Which is weird. God, it's it's the same the director as uh, the the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. I. It's Frank Darabont, the guy who developed Walking Dead. Frank Darabont. I fucking hate the mist. All right, let's do. Oh this Oh my god. Let's do this one. What? Oh, it's just going to be the fight. Ending. Uh, ending. Dinner. I mean, uh, the final fight. We must finish the book. They're not gonna have it, are they? No, oh, whatever. Well, that's why. All right, so I'm not gonna play it. I'm just gonna have it going because I love that he's sitting at you know like like the book is finished. He's sitting there with his agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then I'm just going to play it once the music, like, and he looks over. And there's, like, I think this is French. <laughs> yeah, why, why are we saying Spanish? Because this looks like Spanish. The title of the video. Que je me replonge dans ce cauchemar uniquement pour faire un peu d'argent. See, he looks. Croyais que tu t'en étais libéré. Je me demande si on peut jamais se libérer d'une chose pareille. Hello to our French audience. Même si je sais pertinemment qu'elle est morte, je continue par moment de penser à elle. Excusez-moi. Excusez-moi. I think it's because. Even we know that we know that he's envisioning it. Yeah. There's not a question in our mind that, oh, this is actually Annie. Yeah. It's creepy because of the music and it's creepy because we know that he knows he's envisioning it. Mm -hmm. He's not he's not envisioning it out of like, no, 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 no. She's actually back. Shit. She's back. (laughs) He's envisioning it as. Fuck. No matter what I do, this bitch is going to haunt me for the rest of my life because I see people that look like her. Yeah. He's not scared that it's actually her. He's so scarred that he can't have a normal life without seeing Annie. PTSD. That's why it's chilling to me. Because he's talking, like, if he was actually scared, he would have stopped talking. Oh, yeah. He continues to talk as he watches this waiter, waitress approach. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and he's talking and he's talking and he's seeing Annie, but he knows it's not Annie. That's that's scary to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck is that? Why did you close the coffee shop? Shout out to the hot chick. (laughs) Rob Schneider. Um, So that's chilling to me. But you don't like the ending? Yeah. I can appreciate it, especially now after what you just said. But eh, I don't know how I would have ended it. I mean, granted, but yeah. I mean, solid. I I can't fault it just because the whole movie's solid Mm -hmm. to me. I just think it i love it so much now i'm pretty sure this is the director of because I'm, I'm i'm familiar with this name rob reiner rob rob reiner rob reiner i'm pretty sure he did um a movie called a few good men i want to i, I want to double check this never heard of it let me see here all right so his filmography includes this is spinal tap mm-hmm. the princess bride oh. when harry met sally Oh. A few good men. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand by me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all. That's kind of that's really all. That's real. So okay. So he did two. He did two Stephen King movies because Stand by Me is is Stephen King. I just saw that. Uh, have you seen Cujo or Children of the Corn? No and no. Um. Oh, I saw fourteen oh eight. 1408. 1408 with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack. Have not seen that. That's but. a good ghost story. That's a good ghost story. The, oh, and oh, and The Running Man. That's right, with Arnold. Oh. See at the bottom yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also, yeah. Yep. And he did a, yeah, Stand By Me. Stand By Me. What oh, else has he done? The Dark Tower. Oh, I saw that too with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Rose Red, 1922. Saw that. Uh... Gerald's Game. I did. Gerald's Game on Netflix. Yeah. I started that and I yeah, couldn't story finish by it. Stephen King. I, I couldn't finish that one. I did it and I don't know how I did it. Yeah, but I liked the concept. I liked the yeah. Uh, I like, the, like that's another up, one room. Yeah, yeah. It's like chaining up your girl, like your girl, to like have sex with her and shit, and then you and have a heart, heart attack. attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. The one room. I think it's funny because, um. The heart attack, and yeah. then she sees him, and I yeah. can't remember for the life of me how the movie ends. Uh, I stopped it halfway through. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was it more funny me. than yeah, it anything. Lost me. Yeah. Um, um, in the tall grass, I've seen. Okay. It's another movie. Uh, then 1922 and In the Tall Grass are both on Netflix. In the Tall Grass is weird. Um, what Maximum else? Overdrive. Nope. Salem's Lot. Nope. A Secret Window. Thinner. Cell. Yes. Cell. I, Sleepwalkers. I, I um, Cell is kind of now known as one of the worst St- Stephen King adaptations. It is? Yeah. It's about a zombie apocalypse that... Uh, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it, it starts from people's cell phones. Ugh. It's it's transmitted through cell phones. That's how you get infected. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I started Children of the Corn, but I have not finished it. Okay. I think it was just because I hate. Guess who's in Children of the Corn? Do you remember? Mm. Linda Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Made the same year as The Terminator. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Oh, then we yeah that that it's it's on Hulu. <laughs> we'll watch that. Uh, the Dead Zone. Yeah. Bag of Bones. Bag of Bones. Pet Cemetery Two. It. Cat's Eye. Right. That's uh. Cat's Eye. With you, oh no, that's a Firestarter, right? Yeah, oh, Cat's Eye is on here too. And with a yes. Firestarter, yeah, yes. those are Drew Barrymore. Ooh, 
Sometimes they come back. The Running Man is one of the ones where it's he's it's it's when uh, he used oh, an no. alias. He uh, Stephen King wrote under an alias. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Uh, Richard Bachman, I think. Richard Bachman. Right. Check it. Make sure. Uh, Richard Bachman. Alias. Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. Yes, Richard Bachman. Yep. And that's the Running Man with Arnold. Yeah. That's a pretty that that's an interesting one because. Um, it's about a game show, sort of like The Purge, mm-hmm. where it's like survival of the fittest, but it's a game show. Mm-hmm. And it was hosted by Richard Dawson, who I'm going to say Arnold. No, no, no. Who I'm pretty sure at the time was the actual host of Family Feud. Ah. So they got a game show host to play a game show oh, host. Oh, that's funny. It's really cool. That's really funny. It's not one of my favorite Arnolds. I don't think I wouldn't have thought <laughs> so because you never mentioned it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Misery is, and I still can't think of that other lo- single location movie oh. I like, but um, maybe I'll add it to the show notes. Uh, solid film. Um, James Caan delivered, Kathy Bates delivered, mm-hmm. Rob Reiner, the director, delivered. I'm pretty sure he wrote it too. I'm pretty sure. Can, can oh, oh, double check me on that humana, one. Humana, humana. Pretty sure he wrote the script. Humana, humana, humana. Humana, 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 humana. Written by Rob Reiner. Uh, I have to go to the wiki. Go to the wiki. Go to the wiki. I'm going to the wiki. I'm going to the wiki. I'm going to the wiki. Uh, Who's it written by? Screenplay. Uh, no, Will William Goldman. Oh, okay. Um, produced also by Rob Reiner. Oh, okay. So he produced it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everything about it was and and who's the actor that plays the sheriff? I'm pretty sure he's dead now, but who's <laughs> mm-hmm. that guy? Cast uh, Richard Farnsworth. Is he dead? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good guy, really good. And that was shocking to me when he dies in the movie. Yes, yes. At, like at the top of the staircase. Yes. That was like, I was like, whoa! I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twists, like twists, especially nowadays, I feel like are a little more predictable, especially with more movies you watch. Mm-hmm. The more everything kind of starts to you know, repeat itself. Yeah, yeah. Like we talked about like how there's only so many stories. Yeah. There's only so much you could do with them. Uh, ironically, he died from a gunshot. No shit. That's weird. Yeah, but suicide. Oh, he killed himself? Yeah. Oh, now that makes it even worse. That's so sad. That is really sad. He killed himself. Why? That's really sad. In 2000. He wanted a misery sequel. That never happened. At where 80. He, where he played the ghost. Died at 80. <laughs> he had a dinner with Rob Reiner. He's like, I really want to come back in Misery 2. And they're like, dude, first of all, we're not making Misery 2. <laughs> Second of all, you died in Misery 1. You're not coming back. He, he went home and killed himself. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh. His death. I just read his death and it's even sadder. What? Oh, tell me. Uh, on October 6, 2000, suffering from terminal cancer that left him partially paralyzed and in great pain. Farnsworth committed suicide by shooting himself at his ranch. Well, you know, okay, okay, that I understand. I understand when you are so gone that you just don't want to be in pain anymore. I understand that. I thought he was just like healthy and killed himself. Oh, no. To me, that's sadder. When you're healthy and you kill yourself, when you're diagnosed with something that's terminal, it's just like, yeah, kill yourself. Ah. (laughs) Stop it. Don't say that around me. (laughs) You relate it back and there's no... there's. There's no need to relate it back to that. I'm not upset. But 
Yeah, misery. Yeah. Anything? Any other thoughts? Uh, it's in my top, and I don't see it ever leaving the top five Stephen King adaptations. It, it would be really hard if. Oh, see, most definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, I could see like the Green Mile and Shawshank being going in, in there, there too. Oh, yes. Well, because I don't have a top five Stephen King. Well, yeah, but like once we start watching more, yeah, it'll it won't leave. Because I would say right now I have four. I have Shining, Misery, Secret Window, and fourteen oh eight. Dark Tower is shit. Cell is shit. Uh, what else? That I like. I forgot that we named. It's all yeah. shit. The Running Man. The Running Man's shit. So I don't even have a top five Stephen King. Yeah. Oh, oh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Sleep. That's in there. So I, I do have a top five. Yeah, but Doctor Sleep. I stay in. You don't think so? I really like Doctor Sleep. But once really you see what like it's it. up against. Oh, I'm sure it'll come out because no no one says anything bad about the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, absolutely not. So yeah, like I. I'm definitely one of the people who are like hypercritical on movies that are just like uh well known to be good. Like I just go in I don't go in having that expectation cuz I don't want to be disappointed. So if like it ends up being good, then great. But if it ends up being bad, then like it just make me I just throw it to the wayside, you know. Mhm. So if like a critically acclaimed film, like to me, is good, as like people say it is, then yeah. Um, because I know we like to end on music, but I don't think the soundtrack is available on Spotify. Didn't know there was a soundtrack. You know, usually they release a soundtrack to movies. Yeah, but I mean, is there any song in there that plays? No. I can't remember. I don't think there is. That has like words? No. Mm. Misery soundtrack? No. Oh, well. I guess we aren't going to end on... Well, there's this. I don't know what that is. I can't see. It just says Stephen King. Misery Stephen King. Mm. Um... But yeah, so that is that. Uh, Misery, I highly recommend it, but if you're listening to this, you've hopefully already seen it because we just spoiled the shit out of it. Hopefully Uh, it influences you to go show it to somebody who has an appreciation for movies like we do. I agree. I agree. Um, So yeah. Shit, it feels weird because every other one we've ended on like music. We ended Sweeney Todd on music. We ended Saw on music. We ended Terminator on music. Yeah. It feels weird without ending it on music, but I don't think there's really anything in here. There's not a song that he's playing in his car when he crashes. Let me see. I have no clue. Misery. I'm pretty sure there is. Misery. Car crash. I'm pretty sure he's playing a song on the radio. How do you not have the car crash on YouTube? What is wrong with you, YouTube? This is awful. What the hell? This... This is a disaster. Car crash scene. Don't you have it on... No, remember we rented it. Oh, you're right. We rented it on YouTube. Oh, I thought there was like only a buy option, but I think maybe we were thinking... I was thinking about a different movie. Let me do misery opening, and then if that's not... It's just not here. Misery opening scene. Opening credits. Here we go. Where he plays, where he does his thing. 
Hmm. And he's driving. What's the song that's playing? <laughs> All right, so we're going to end it there. We're going to end it with that song. Because I don't know what song that is, but... I could probably Shazam it. You probably could. Alrighty. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoy these bonus episodes, or as I like to call it, these boner Boner episodes. Um, (laughs) uh, You're probably listening to this after we've wrapped season two, or getting close to wrapping season two. So uh, we're taking a break, a little bit of a break, and then we will be back for season three of Dodoy, covering my favorite season of The Walking Dead. So I cannot wait for season three. I think season three is the high high point of The Walking Dead. So thank you so much. Any final words? No. All right. Well, I have a final word for you. Final words. Mm -hmm. God, I love you. (laughs) Well, that is...